0: Hello fans of the beautiful game. Welcome to episode 5 of the DKB Footy show. Um, going to get straight into the business of today. So, the World Cup has um it's coming to the closing stages, where the semi-finals and so far it's been such a brilliant competition. So many goals, so much action, so much controversy as well. Um I've I believe this is one of the most entertaining World Cups that I've ever watched in my life. Possibly the most entertaining, to be honest. Um, so basically what I'm going to talk about today is I'm going to do a quick review of the um, quarterfinals and then I will preview the semifinals which are coming up later this night. So um, quarterfinals, very interesting games that we had, a few shocks and surprises. Um, the biggest, um, the, I'll say the most entertaining match ended up being Brazil versus Belgium. Um, Belgium ended up, um, coming up with the goods, which was actually a surprise to me because I had predicted Brazil to win it. I had actually thought Brazil could have even won this by, um, a two or three goal, um, lead even before the match kicked off. And even after the kickoff, I think in the earlier stages, at least, um, before the Belgium goal, Brazil had some very decent chances where they should have scored from. I mean, the Thiago Silva chance that um hit the bar. I know he was unaware with the opportunity, but still, it was very unlucky for the ball not to go in. There were a few um, crosses as well that um just needed a good touch in the box, but there was nobody, no Brazilian player to provide that touch. And there was a lot of anti action. But then the um opening goal for um Belgium, which was the own goal by Fernandinho, was quite unfortunate. To be honest, they didn't defend that corner um at well at all. And as unfortunate it was for Fernandinho, I think that was just the um, beginning of worse things to even come as the game progressed. But yeah, they um Belgium got the opening goal, and after that goal, they actually um the game changed. The whole tempo of the match changed in their favor. They started just waiting for counter-attacking opportunities, and my god, they got a lot of opportunities to counter because Brazil just seemed deflated by that for opening goal. I guess they were deflated because they knew they had the better of the opening stages, but still considering the uh, amount of talent, the quality that they had, and the expectations as well, um, it was quite disappointing. They ended up conceding a second goal from a beautiful counter attack led by um, Romelu Lukaku. That was a very powerful, strong run that he that he made. One of many that he made throughout the whole match. He actually had a very impressive match, and um, yeah, he um, got the ball in the in his half. Did a very amazing run. He ran at least um, thirty yards made the pass to De Bruyne, and De Bruyne finished exquisitely. Um, That opening goal, Marcelo... Sorry, that second goal by De Bruyne was um, something that we had seen him do throughout the season in the Premier League. Um, It was a good shot, but it must be said that Marcelo could have done a lot better in closing him down. I mean, you have De Bruyne on the ball. Why don't you close him down? Why do you keep backtracking, thinking that he's going to pick a pass? This is one of the most lethal right footed players of the past season. So yeah, that was a big mistake by Marcelo. As quality as he is going forward, we do know that he's capable of giving away chances at the back, and this did not do him any favors. Yeah, so the first half, um after the second goal, I think Brazil stepped up a little bit. The second half they really stepped up. They brought on Firmino and Douglas Costa and those two changes really um changed the game it's they improved they got that goal by renato augusto i think that was his first touch in the second half and from there i thought oh like yeah i think Brazil's going to equalize that's what that was my thinking and they could have gotten an equalizer to be honest the game could have gone either way but at the end belgium um held on and came out with the goods uh some specific analysis of some players i think Coutinho and Neymar did not have good games at all. Coutinho was especially, he just had such a one-dimensional game. Every time he got the ball, he would just try to like cut onto his right foot and take a shot. And he all of his shots consistently kept on getting blocked by the Belgian wall. But he kept on doing it. It's like they really had no... Um, cohesive game plan they just um relied on their individual brilliance to get them out of the hole that they dug themselves in Neymar the same thing he had some good movements he dribbled um, past a lot of players he put in some decent balls in the box the most notable one was the one where Coutinho scuffed the shot where if he had just put in a well-placed shot it would have gone in but he as well, he was particularly, Neymar, that is, was particularly disappointing for me because with Ronaldo and Messi both out of the competition, I thought this was um, Neymar's time to shine. I thought this was the year where finally the um, Ballon d'Or of Ronaldo and Messi would finally be broken. Because if Brazil had managed to get to the final and win it, um, I think Neymar would have definitely played a huge part in that and hence he would have put himself in a very good position to win the Ballon d'Or because Ronaldo and Messi both had decent seasons but this is a World Cup year and we all know that the winner of the World Cup is usually um heavily weighted when it comes to awarding the Ballon d'Or. Hasn't been so in the last two World Cups but this one especially had a good chance because both Messi and Ronaldo were already knocked out in the, by the round of 16. So, yeah, Neymar, I think he missed a big chance there. He missed a big opportunity. And honestly, I'm quite disappointed. Um, I I like Brazil. I like the national team a lot. They are the reason why I love watching football. Ever since the 1998 World Cup, they've just been so brilliant to watch. And, uh, yeah, Neymar was just disappointing. I don't know why he... um He had a pretty disappointing tournament in general. He was acting like he had already arrived. I don't know if it was the fact that he broke the world transfer record, but ever since he moved to PSG, this he's just been walking around with this chip on his shoulder, which, to be honest, I know he's a world-class player. He's an excellent player. Still possibly the third-best player after another Messi, but still, he has not achieved anything as an individual to act like he's arrived, like he's the best like everybody should worship the um, ground that he walks on, and I hope this World Cup serves as a wake up call for him. He will, he's still young. He has um, at least one more World Cup, possibly two. So yeah, but Brazil's out. Belgium goes through. A lot of credit goes to them. A lot of credit goes to Roberto Martinez. I think um, the most important decision he made in this match was putting in Fellaini to allow Kevin De Bruyne to play in a more attacking role. In the prior games, his, um, him playing at the base of the midfield together with Witzel was really limiting his um, attacking potential. And that's why I think we didn't see the best of him until this match. This match um, was really good. He played well. I think the whole Belgian team played well as a unit. And congratulations to them. They're um, on to the semifinals. So, the next um quarterfinal match was um Sweden versus England um That one was uh quite easy actually for England. It was a bit of a walkover. I expected a lot more from Sweden. I thought after watching how colombia um were definitely second best against England, but they still managed to get uh that late equaliser in the last minute through the header. Um I thought Sweden would have taken note of that weakness and looked to exploit it because that's definitely their biggest strength from set pieces. But they really um brought nothing to this game. They were just um they were played all over the of par- the park from top to bottom. It, well but um credit must be given to England. They controlled the game, they dictated the tempo of the game very, very well. They were um very good on the ball, very good off the ball in their defence. They didn't give up that many chances, especially before... um They didn't give up many chances before they had scored their two goals. Um, and, uh, yeah, England played quite well. I know a lot of English fans are now really believing that uh, football's coming home. The World Cup is coming home. Let's see if that happens. They're through to the um semifinals now, and um, we'll see how... That is gonna go for them. But that being said, they had a they played a really good match. Um, Maguire has been a rock in defense for them, and that header that he got to open the scoring was quite good. And Lingard has just been a revelation for this team. Jesse Lingard has been so good. For Man United, he was so good during the season. Credit must be given to Mourinho for how well Lingard played during the season, and he has taken that form all the way to the World Cup. He has performed very well. He has basically fought for his place in this team, because I think prior to the World Cup, he was definitely not expected to be a starting player, but now he's a major key in Gareth Southgate's team. And that assist that he gave for the second goal was um a lovely dink, sorry, a lovely uh, cross to Dele Ali, who um had an easy header to, um, score the second goal and basically shut the game off. Sweden created a few more chances and maybe they could have scored one or two, but Jordan Pickford stepped up. He rose to the occasion and he made a lot of good blocks and kept the game relatively comfortable, which I think England deserved. Um, so yeah, that's about that match. Um, so France versus Uruguay, that was, uh, Another interesting match, um, Uruguay played the match without Edison Cavani, who was by far the best player throughout the, this whole tournament until this match. And it was very obvious that he was a big miss because though they have a relatively strong starting eleven, if you take out any of Suarez, Cavani, or um, Diego Godin, or the, like Diego Godin or um, Jimenez, the two cent- central defenders, I think that really really changes um the capabilities of this Uruguay team. So yeah, with Cavani not um playing in the match, I didn't really expect them to offer a lot and they really didn't. France dominated quite well. I mean, in the opening maybe 15 minutes Uruguay had the better of the of the chances. They had a few half chances, but eventually after France opened the scoring um it was there was no looking back from there. They dominated quite well. The header from Rafael Varane to open the scoring was a nice glancing header. But it was unexpected because if there's any strength Yogwe has, it's from defending side pieces. They had a very good defense. And I didn't expect them to give away such a chance, but they did. And Varane expertly placed the header in the corner, bottom left corner, I believe. And after that, the um second goal by Anton Griezmann, was quite fortunate um Fernando Muslera for all his experience that was just not good enough on the World Cup stage he basically pulled a loris which was um quite comical i felt a bit of pity for him but yeah he should um have done better with that save but that being said that just um anybody who points towards that goal as the reason why Uruguay lost is wrong i think that just masks the whole um disappointing performance from their team. France were deserved winners from this match and right now with Brazil out, I think um France are definitely the favorites to go on and win it all. And a quick side note, so so far in this um World Cup, Brazil, Germany and Argentina have all been knocked out. That's a shock. This is I think the first World Cup in history where all three of them are have been knocked out. Um, before the semifinals and I don't know if this indicates a shift in football or this was just a one-time thing well that remains to be seen maybe in the next world cup maybe they will still step back up again but yeah it's a big shock this just um goes on to show how unpredictable football has become Um, the quality of the game has definitely improved the style has changed and really Anybody, nobody is safe anymore. Any team can lose to any team. Favorites are still there. They still have the quality players, but this is knockout football. In a one game, in a one off match, all bets are off. Anything can happen. And Brazil, Germany, and Argentina are all out and deservedly so. They all three of them did not put in the best performances. All three squads, maybe you can say Argentina were really never that good, but Brazil and Germany a lot more was expected from them. And they just did not deliver. So yeah, that's um big shock. That goes to show you maybe why this is such a historic World Cup. Yeah. Um the next um the last quarter final was between Russia and Croatia. The hosts taking on I would say my um the dark horses of the whole tournament Croatia. And this was a uh, quite a good game as well. Russia opened the scoring with an incredible goal from um Denis Char- um Cheryshev who has had such a good competition since coming off the bench in the opening match. You can, um I arguably say this was the best goal that he scored in the tournament either this one or the second goal he scored in the um opening match. But yeah, Russia opened the scoring. They um played well, but Croatia came back, equalized, forced the games to go into extra time. For the second time for both teams, um, and in the during extra time, after Vida got the goal to make it two one, I had thought Russia's um Russia would have had the wind taken out of their out of their chests, but. They were determined and they got their own equalizer just a few minutes before the match ended. The, and um, penalty shootouts, Russia, um, Croatia came out on top. Modric was quite fortunate not to have had his um, penalty saved. Um, that, um, whoever the guy was, I don't remember his name, but the Russian guy who took that penalty where he was trying to um, pull up an anchor. Like, come on, man, it's the World Cup, it's the quarterfinals, it's in front of your home fans, be serious, you're not Zinedine Zidane in the World Cup final, you don't have that quality in you. If you had seen the shot, he didn't, he didn't even get the right amount of height, and he didn't put it in the center, so it was just poor, it was comical, he made a fool out of, out of himself, and yeah, they're out, Russia out um i'm personally happy croatia won that match because they're definitely the better of the two teams on paper russia did well to have even gotten this far i never expected them to even get out of the group stage but it was a good showing for them a good tournament they um played with a lot of fights with a lot of energy determination throughout um pulled the big upset by beating spain in the round of 16 and that enough is um enough for the russian fans to be happy and to congratulate the team for a job well done so yeah i think that's about it for the quarterfinals now tonight um we're going into the semis we've got um tonight's the first mouth match mouth-watering match between france and belgium battle of the two french-speaking countries in europe um Two neighbors, very very excellent squads from top to bottom, full of world class players on both sides. Um, but that being said, I think um, France are our favorites for this match. They um, they slightly edge it for me in terms of the quality of the two teams. Um, Kylian Mbappe, he had a quiet game against Uruguay, but I don't expect that to happen again against Belgium. I think he will um, step up once again and be the man to um, lift France up. Griezmann has just been disappointing. Even against Uruguay, he got the goal, but it was a lucky goal, let's be honest. And um, apart from that, I didn't really see much quality from him, in my opinion. So I'm hoping that he also steps up for this match. Um, and uh, the midfield, N'Golo Kante, oh, he has been such an excellent player as usual. He gives a 9 out of 10 at least in every single match. I can't remember the last match where I saw Kante and I thought he did not have a good game. He is definitely the key to um, Francis Hope's. And he, I think, is going to be a huge difference maker in that midfield. Because um, besides from De Bruyne, I don't believe Belgium has the same quality in the midfield that France does. That midfield of Kante Pogba and either Tolisso or Matsuidi should be good enough to take care of the Belgian midfield. In my opinion, I think um, Dembele should be given a chance in this team. I think he's a better midfielder than both Fellaini and Witzel. And it's beyond me why Roberto Martinez has um put faith in Witzel. I mean, Witzel has been okay, but come on, he plays in China, not in the best of leagues. Um, I don't see why, based on any current form, why he should be starting over um Dembele. Same goes with Fellaini. Fellaini had a good match against Brazil, so I think he'll probably start again, but definitely not. I think Dembele should start, and if he does, I think this would... um definitely be a huge plus for belgium it would make that midfield a uh, midfield battle very very interesting to watch um but i think france will edge it i think they will win this match um i think they are capable as well of beating belgium by more than one goal i hope i don't sound like i'm a belgium hater but in my opinion i think um from what i've seen apart from that match against brazil i think belgium were quite fortunate against japan their that defense is just frail they always give up opportunities even against brazil it always looked like brazil could score at any point in time in the match roberto martinez we all know that he's a brilliant um coach going forward he has he always gives very entertaining matchups but that's always at the price of having a defense that is open to counter-attacks and to a lot of opportunities. So if, especially if Belgium is not able to get the first goal, if France gets the opening goal, I think this would be a very tough one for Belgium because it would force them to open up and they won't be able to play on counters, which is what Roberto Martinez likes whenever his team is ahead. So this should be a very entertaining match. I am looking forward to... Possibly the best match that we've seen so far in this World Cup. I know we've seen a lot of excellent football, but I, I, that's what I think. I think this game can be better than the other ones that we've watched. Two teams full of attacking talent. Let's see how it goes. Oh yeah, special mention to Thierry Henry. <laughs> I don't know what um where his heart is going to be, being the assistant manager of um assistant coach of Belgium, but obviously being a French legend, having won the World Cup with France before. I don't know. I would not like to be him. I wouldn't like to be in his shoes for this match. Um, but yeah, I think definitely he should be supporting Belgium, obviously, because that's his um that's where his um paycheck is coming from. But he shouldn't be so sad if France goes on to win it. Uh second semifinal which is taking place tomorrow, Spain versus sorry, um England versus Croatia. This is very hard to call. This is very difficult. It's going to be a good match as well. Um, both teams. Um, England is. I think is in the semifinals for the first time since probably the nineteen ninety World Cup, and I'm not very sure if Croatia has even ever gotten to this stage in the history. Um. So this is a chance for both teams to really write history. Um. England fans are buzzing. I'm sure they're going mental right now. They believe football is coming home. They um, I don't blame them for having that much faith because honestly they've haven't really. I know they haven't really gone up against any tough opposition, but they have been comfortable in every match they've played in except the match against Belgium, which was the B team that they put out. So let's see. I think the slight, just slight favorites for this match against Croatia but I am not ruling Croatia out at all. Um, Modric and Rakitic have just been excellent. An excellent partnership in the midfield. Uh, in my opinion, the best midfield um, combination left in the World Cup so far. Uh, I, um, they also are not only about the midfield, they still have players in every single position. We're talking about Mandzukic. Talking about Brozovic as well in the midfield. Um, Kovacic, who doesn't even start. Um, Ivan Perisic. Um, the the defense, the um, keeper Subasic, who has been excellent as well in this competition. Uh, I don't really, I find it very difficult to call this match. But I'm just going to say, go with a Croatia win. I would like to see Croatia reach this World Cup. In terms of um, the ages of the players and the squad, I think their key players are all even in the, in the um, late 20s or early 30s. So for this golden generation, this is really the last opportunity for them to put themselves in a position to at least get to a final and win something for their country. Croatia is not a juggernaut in the world of football and it's doubtful that they will have such um, a talented group of players again in the future. So for that reason, I, I would like to see Croatia win it. England's squad is still very young. They're still gonna have a lot more tournaments to go for and um, it wouldn't be so much of a disappointment for them to lose this. Nobody really expected England or Croatia to get to this point in the in the tournament. So either team that um loses should not be disappointed. They'll all walk away with their heads held high but um, I'm going for Croatia here. I think they. I would like to see them win it. And um, yeah, so hope, hoping for a beautiful game. That's what's most important. As football fans, we want to see the best quality in the best sports spectacle in the world. It's sad that the World Cup is coming to an end, but we should be able to savor these last few days of the World Cup and it should be a lot of fun should be a lot of um the two games should be very good and um looking forward to watching it so that's about it for today um thank you for listening to the DKB footy show as always um please leave a review um i am still very young in this podcasting thing this podcasting genre i don't know i don't know where it's going to take me but very entertaining. Um, I enjoy talking about my passion, which is football. So I just want to um, thank everybody who listens and please yeah leave a review, um, leave a rating as well. And if you like it, also tell your friends who might be football fans as well to just give it a listen and um, enjoy the matches and stay tuned for the next episode. Bye-bye guys.